And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you by Away With Me Travel, the official travel agency of the Disney Dads Podcast and our YDF Media. Summer is just around the corner and there's no better time to head to Walt Disney World to enjoy all the magic. And Away With Me Travel is here with a brand new opportunity to make sure you experience all the magic Disney Parks has to offer. So right now, when you book your summer vacation with Away With Me Travel in any deluxe resort for a three-day package or longer, we will automatically upgrade your Hopper Pass to a premium Hopper Plus Pass. The Hopper Plus Pass brings so many new adventures to your Disney vacation. From the amazing Disney water parks, Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon, to ESPN Wild World of Sports Complex, Disney's Oak Trail Golf Course, the Nine Hole Walking Course, and also the amazing miniature golf courses on site. There's so much magic for your family to experience this summer through Away With Me Travel and at the Disney parks. So be sure to get a hold of Justin or Jamie at show at awaywithmetravel.com. We hope to hear from you soon. And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you courtesy of our Patreon supporters. Want to support the show? Become a Patreon member. Thank you. Thank them. Now enjoy the show. Round one is over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. Show it's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and those two amazing guys staring right back at me are Jason and Mike. And I am so, I've been looking forward to this all week to come together with you guys and to talk a little Disney, a little distraction from everything else going on in the world. And guys, man, what a week it's been. I got to ask you, how are you doing? I am absolutely wonderful. We're recording a little bit earlier because we got some stuff we want to get done tonight. As a result, my minions are walking around <laughs> running the hot water as we speak. So I don't know if you can hear the hot water in the background. <laughs> we got one of those cord- uh, not cordless hot water, <laughs> the tankless hot, hot water heater. So it doesn't, I'm, yeah, all of a sudden, yeah. I'm getting ready to talk and all of a sudden, Whoa, and I'm like, what? come on guys, really? <laughs> so we got a really good schedule we've had for a couple of years, but we're recording a little bit early. Anyways, hey, um, weather's been great here. Uh, I saw my first couple Robins. I did send you guys a couple pictures of some snowbanks yet, just to, just to let you guys you know, feel the love. But the grass is starting to turn green. Life is, life is, uh, I'm going to take, I'm going to take right now and I'm just going to relish it because, uh, all things considering, man, I kind of needed a little bit of a lift up. Well, your munchkins are running around upstairs and my, um, adorable little, uh, uh, munchkin, um, did something really dumb tonight. Actually did two things really dumb tonight. One was cut her hair and she did something else. And so we had a bit of a delay getting on here, but we'll get into that on the patron side. Uh, tell a little story about how, uh, Wow, Riley changed her existence for the next week, that's for sure. Uh, Mike, buddy, out of all of us, we've been most concerned with how you're feeling. How are you doing today? Uh, all things considered, I could be 
better, but it could be worse, obviously. Uh, as far as you guys know, on the last show, I had just came back from getting my COVID test, and the results came back, and yes, I am COVID positive. So uh, not the best news I wanted to hear, and Laura and Sarah happened to be sick in the house too as well. So, uh, But the show must go on. I'm here for you guys. Uh, by the time this episode drops, I should be at that 14-day mark, so hopefully this should be pretty much behind us, I'm hoping. Uh, it is a little bit labor-intensive to talk and the breathing stuff, so I'm going to be in your ear a little bit less than I normally am on a regular show night, but the show must go on, all things Disney must, you know, carry on, and I couldn't do another week without my Disney family. So that being said, I'm excited to talk about tonight's topic. Uh, Mike, speaking of it, what are we doing tonight, buddy? Well, you know... I really wanted to venture over to Hollywood Studios. You know, we had been talking about the great movie ride last week, and we dove into that a little bit. Uh, we're going to stay in that park because uh, that's where a lot of us would be right now if we were down in the park you know, exploring everything Hollywood Studios. And I want to talk about one of my favorite rides that some people aren't particularly happy with. I mean, some people say, oh, it needs to be rethemed. It's kind of outdated. Uh, it's not for everybody. And that's one of my favorite rides, and that's Rock and Roller Coaster. Hey, music lovers. Welcome to G-Force Records. Just so you know what's rockin' here, Rockin' Roller Coaster is a loud, thrilling, high-speed roller coaster-type ride that includes sharp turns, upside-down maneuvers, and sudden drops and stops. For your safety, you should be in good health and free from high blood pressure, heart, back, or neck problems, motion sickness, or other conditions that could be aggravated by this adventure. Expectant mothers shouldn't ride, and all passengers must meet the minimum height requirement. If you're traveling with kids, be sure to keep an eye on them. And remember that you'll need to stow all bags and loose items. If you're traveling with any large packages that won't fit at your feet, you should leave them with someone who's not riding. Oh yeah, and any passengers in wheelchairs must transfer to a limo train to join in this adventure. Well, I think that about covers it. That's the business, and the fun's just ahead. Rock on. I... Let me, before we get started here, I, I this is one thing that would amazed me when because um, everybody has an opinion when it comes to Disney. Like you can't like <laughs> I am very adamantly uh, opposed to Tower of Terror. I could care less if they tore it down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just not. But other people absolutely love it. Um, this is one I was very uh, I was kind of taken back that people that re like roller coasters would actually hate on this ride. Like they stating that it wasn't really that good of a roller coaster. Um, I personally thought it was it fulfilled everything that a roller coaster would would offer. You know, you got upside down and and good stuff. So I mean, so going forward, I'm gonna just lay it out on the line. I am 100% team rocket roller coaster, uh, rocket team rock and roller coaster um, all the way. And uh, guys, I'm I'm very excited to uh, not only get into this attraction, but uh, I think we're going to put a little twist on it as well as uh, kind of in our own little um, in our own little Disney minds that we have going on here. You know, the cool part is for me, this is still a Disney future bucket list, not for myself. Well, for myself, because I'm a father, uh, Riley's yet to ride this as many times been Disney because she's not 48 inches tall yet. So she's almost there. She's like 47 and a half. So we just need a little bit more to get her there, um, but she's gonna. I think she's really gonna like this roller coaster whenever we finally get her on it, because you know she's a thrill junkie. Um, for me, I you know I remember back in high school riding this for the first time. I guess it would have been right around my uh, like when I was sixteen or seventeen, right around the same time that the attraction opened, uh, July twenty ninth of nineteen ninety nine. 
And for me, I, I love this instantly. I think this feels a need that Disney had at that time that they uh, they really were kind of missing out on. And that's a thrill. That's that's mm-hmm. a thrill attraction. Um, when you look at Hollywood Studios, what it was at that moment, it was more of living the movies. It was more of, you know, Star Tours, the great movie ride, the backlot, you know, all that kind of stuff was there for you. But you didn't have the thrill aspect, um, really, like a roller coaster brings. And of course, you know the Little Mermaid. Uh, the strobe lights were a lot to handle at the time, but you know. Um, but Rock and Roller Coaster for me was was huge. I was a big Aerosmith fan too. I still am. I like Aerosmith. Aerosmith was my first concert I ever went to um, okay. without parents, without sure. a parent going with me. I was like fifteen. And me and my buddy went and saw Aerosmith, and it was right at like that peak time too. Because um, what was the movie that they did the soundtrack for? Uh, it has Bruce Willis in it. Um, Armageddon. Armageddon. Armageddon had come out, and they were performing their big Armageddon hits. And of course, you had like Walk This Way. You had all those. So I remember them finally. So I always was a huge Aerosmith fan in that time. And then to see their name plastered on an attraction at Disney was all the better for me. Um, Guys, I think we'll start really talking about maybe our personal histories with it. Jay, you you know, your first trip to Disney was I guess going back now, what, six years ago, seven years ago? Yeah, I think I'm six, seven years back. Yeah, absolutely. A yeah, boy time. Yeah. Did is this something you guys did the first time I you went down? I believe I did it by myself when the you know, of course the kids were little. Uh, Rachel's okay. not a real big roller coaster person. Right, right. Like she'll typically do one just just to say she did it. And I give her credit for that. Because <laughs> um but uh the first time I did it, I thought, wow, this is really, really super neat. Um, but I'll tell you the most um, enjoyable time I did it is when my my oldest son was uh, big enough to ride it for the first time. And the fear of the unknown is something that grips, I think, most of us. You know, you always have that that fear of the unknown. And, and he just didn't know what to expect. And he was going to be a big boy and he was going to take it. Because you're going to remember, my kids are not... Little Rileys, they are not thrill seekers. I mean, they'll handle it, they'll do it, but they're not mm-hmm. going out of their way right. to, you know, to to jump over the um, the the cliff. Um, so we sat there, and, and it was just I could tell he was nervous, and I reached over and I grabbed his his knee, and I says, you know, man, it's like you're flying a jet. I don't know why that made sense at the time, but I said it's just like you're flying <laughs> He's a like, jet. Like I don't fly jets, <laughs> and because uh, you know a lot of it is, and because it, but it's a smooth ride. Uh, you know, he, he kind of just, once we took off, um, he was, he was filling it because it's not herky jerky like the, uh, um, uh, Space Mountain, right? So he really, he got, he got into it and he was, he was hooting and hollering and having a great time. Now I just got the iPhone 10 and I'm one of these guys that we like to pay for our phones up front, right? So, you know, these things are not very, Mm -hmm. very cheap. Well, I put it in a little bag you know little luggage thing in the front you know the little pocket there right yeah yeah, little pouch yeah mm-hmm. and we get going and i'm like it ain't gonna stay in there there's no way it's gonna stay in there so the whole time i wanted to enjoy with him which i did i'm kicking my foot out and i'm trying to hold my phone in this thing so it doesn't fall <laughs> out because i can't i'm buckled in you know you're you got that strap down i can't reach in and grab yeah. my phone now so i'm using my foot and i'm like Oh no! Well, that's definitely a ride where you're upside down, you're zinging and zanging and and doing all the uh, the good stuff that a roller coaster is. And the whole time I'm like, it's gonna fall out. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna have my brand new phone get crushed in a ride. I know it. So uh, that kind of took it away from me there. Um, 
I don't know. Do you guys use those things? I mean, I'm sunglasses stand there, but what about a phone? I wouldn't put my phone in there. Well, you know me. I usually keep my my backpack usually has everything. So the backpack stays kind of laced between my legs. So I kind of know everything is, is secure. Whenever we get on a ride like that, whether it's an upside down ride or any kind of ride where you could have that sure. possibility of losing something, everything goes in the backpack and it either stays with Laura. She doesn't go on the ride or I'll entangle it in my okay. feet. This way I know it ain't going anywhere. Uh, I'll never use that pouch. I know the pouch you're talking about. About. I think um, Everest has a similar pouch in the front of it too, and mm-hmm. uh, unless it's something that I want to get rid of, I will never, I will never. And Everest never doesn't go upside down. Right. I mean, you're not going to lose it in that either. But uh, I don't trust those pouches. I've seen too many hats and too many phones <laughs> on the ground below the tracks to uh, to trust <laughs> putting or my stuff in those uh, pouches. Forgetting that it's in there because after the ride, you got your little drown rush. That's mm-hmm. the that's what I'm afraid and the whole of. Rides. Yeah, exactly. Especially with and kids. the whole ride, I'm like. Yeah. Don't forget the phone. Don't forget the phone. Don't forget the phone. Don't forget my sunglasses. Right. Don't forget. And it kind of takes it away from the, uh, you know, it takes it away from the attraction. So, see, that's why you have to have a backpack. <laughs> I've told you before. You who walks around in flip flops and nothing else. <laughs> I do walk around in flip flops. You don't have a backpack. You have a tow behind U-Haul trailer. That's what you have. That's fine. My personal items are where they need to be when I need to find them later. <laughs> and grandma and great grandma and everybody. You got else. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he see Mike pulls stuff out. He's like, "This picture I made in fifth grade," and it's like one of those turkeys he made with his hand, you know. And then he's like, "You hungry? You hungry?" <laughs> Hold on a second here. He reaches out. There's a full salmon, you know. We just need full to find salmon, some. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's, I I I love this uh, this ride, Mike. Was this something you guys did early on? I mean, you went you were going to Disney uh, for a while. Was this a must do for you back in the uh, late '90s, early 2000s? Uh, early no. When I first started going as kids, when I first went with my dad, and my mom, when Disney first opened, uh, when it was MGM Studios, I don't remember that being open. I remember it being in an infancy stages where it was kind of like a soft opening, mm-hmm. where it was more of the Indiana Jones and the Backlot Studio. Uh, that the uh, rock and roller coaster wasn't available until I started going with Laura and the family. And I want to see our first couple of trips. I don't even know if we went to Hollywood Studios that much. We focused a lot of our trips basically on Magic Kingdom and Epcot. I think as we were new Disney people, we really didn't know what Hollywood Studios had in store for us. So we didn't really explore that that much. And when we first started going there regularly, the girls were big enough and tall enough to go on that. And uh, I went out with Sarah for the first time. And I've, I think I said it before, I used to have a... Um, used to have a little prize thing. And whenever they would go on a ride or something that they were afraid to go on, I would get them a pin or something for their lanyard, you know, to, right. kind of like a commemorative thing from the gift shop. And um, I, Sarah still has hers from the first time she ever rode it, and Sammy has hers from when she rode it. So uh, we've kept them over the years. But uh, that was something that I've only done with Laura and the kids, not with me in my younger years. So I was able to experience that with them. And um, they love it. Sarah still gets a little nervous about it sometimes. I think the whole upside down thing scares her a little bit. But uh, Sammy, you know, she's like Riley. She's my junkie when it comes to doing the, the thrill seeker stuff. And she'll go on it every single time. Uh, Laura humored us and went on it was with us once. And like Rachel, she'll just say she did it and that was it. <laughs> okay. And uh, never again for Laura. And that's fine because I have the picture to prove that she did it. Perfect. And it's a funny picture to boot. Um that's that's one thing, and we'll get into the pictures, you know, here in, here in a bit because it does have a great on on ride photo uh, opportunity. Um, you know, when you walk up to this, the the one great thing this attraction has is the 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 huge guitar leads you in. It's kind of mm-hmm. the weenie, you know. I mean, the weenie for that attraction, and um, you know, and then you go through the queue and talking about going into G Force Records as we enter this attraction, uh, Mike. 
what's your first thought when you are entering this attraction and you're kind of getting the feel for, hey, I'm going into this this recording studio, I'm going to be a part of making the music behind the scenes. Do you think it plays well before, of course, we enter and, and get to meet Aerosmith? So as you know, and I'm sure some people that are listening to the podcast, like my buddy Chris will tell you, I was a heavy metal kid my entire childhood. You know, I had long hair, I was in a band, I used to play bass. So during my high school years, I spent a lot of time in studios, and we used to play in a band, and we used to, you know, make our, you know, mixtapes and whatnot. So I spent a lot of time through my high school years in a studio. And I tell you, I really love it a lot. It was a, it was really cool to see that studio atmosphere. It really brought me back to my childhood quite a bit. Uh it was it was a lot of fun. I think that they did the theming of it perfectly, and I love the fact that they had that whole behind the scenes studio tour kind of stuff. So, okay, I, I really want to go down this rabbit hole of of you um, and being heavy metal, but I'm, we're gonna save it because I'm gonna save this conversation. But I'm gonna shelf that because <laughs> I, it's non. I mean, I'm sitting here biting. I'm like, I really want to go down here, but we're not going to. Um, Mike, let me ask you this: since you're a heavy metal mm-hmm. guy. You you know you were a bander a bander a bander. <laughs> <laughs> we're just making you up were, stuff uh, now. You were so you were a, a long haired huh? band nerd that that jammed the heavy metals. Okay, um, did this did did this meet your expectations? Um, as in like give you that factor of and I'm, and before we get into um where you meet Aerosmith, but did you kind of get that? Uh, you know what? This is pretty cool. I like how this is laid out. I like the red carpet. Uh, is that is that something that when you first walked in, you were like, you know what? This is pretty neat. Or was it kind of meh? It was it was okay till okay. the part where you get into the room where the studio is. Okay. And uh, looking over that studio, I wanted nothing more to grab one of those guitars and start rocking out and playing some Metallica or some Slayer or something. Well, you know, talking about coming into the room, uh, for those of you who have not ridden it, jump on YouTube and, and check out what we're talking about uh, and follow along. But you come in and you get to see the studio and you get to see the band and they're getting ready. There's Joe Perry and Steven Tyler and they're getting ready for um, a recording session and getting ready to head to a concert, right? And I will say this, okay, my opinion on it. As someone who loves Aerosmith, they are amazing musicians not so great actors. <laughs> Some of the lines for me are a little, uh, little over the top, especially Joe Perry's. Uh, but when you enter, you know they have their manager there, and she's it's played by uh, Alina Douglas, and um, she talks about how they have a concert on the other side of town, and that they've got to go, and you know the limo pulls up, and this is when you get the great lines where where Steven Tyler and Joe Perry demand they're like, wait a minute, I love that idea. How about some backstage passes? Oh, oh, yeah. No. Come, yeah. On. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Make it happen. Come Give me some. Okay. Okay, okay. I'll make it happen. Right. Now right. get out of here. We got it. We got I hate it. all of you. See ya. Have a nice ride. Hi, Sal. It's me. Listen, I'm going to need a bigger car. Make it a stretch. In fact, make it a super stretch. Great. Excuse me. Okay, folks. Look, the show is all the way across town. But I got you a really fast car. Okay, wait. It's out in the alley. Hey, guys. Guys, guys, guys. Um, and uh, and and they say we're gonna need a stretch. Make it a super stretch. <laughs> the first you do that better than her. And, uh, we're gonna need a stretch. <laughs> Make it a super stretch. Um, and then of course before they even leave, the uh, the um. Joe Perry yells back and says, 
make sure to bring my my black Les Paul. And I can't remember the name of the person. It's the same name all the time. And they did it because the name can be either a girl's or a guy's name. Chris, can you grab my black Les Paul? And they did that because whoever the cast member was, was supposed to walk over, pick up a guitar, and then take you in the next room. And it worked either way if it was a a girl or a guy working at the attraction. I think think all the Chris's I know are girls, pretty much. Yeah, especially one. (laughs) (laughs) Right now he's laughing. (laughs) He's like, you guys, yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, so you you get this. This is the whole story to this attraction. Out of all the stories Disney tells, out of all the attractions that we get these amazing stories on, where does this fall for you? Is this amazing? It blows it out of the water. Is it, yeah, you know what? They did a good job. Or is it, eh, I could use a little more. I think it's just fluff before the thrill. Yeah. That's it. I mean, the thing is, man, let's, let's just, let's just call it for what it is. Instead of Disney making it, I mean, how much did they pay Aerosmith for this? You know, how much, how much was, you know, all this in there, you know, instead of wasting that, that money, um, you know, and we'll get into some of our what we could have thought later. Uh, maybe Disney could have Disney-fied it. Yeah. And just left it as Disney, you know what I mean? Or, or, or capitalized on some of their IPs, which are amazing across the board. So um, I think it was just, uh, look, I, I think it's entertaining. How's that? Is that a fair enough assumption? It's good. Just, it's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, it's entertaining. But not like I would say, oh, my Lord, you have to go see the, the Aerosmith, that rock and roll Make coaster. Make sure you're right I, up front. I, I, you would never hear that come out of my mouth. Well, I think because it's a thrill ride, you don't have to have that much of a story build up. It's just kind of the the fluff to get you to the thrill ride. If it was a stage show or if it was something where it was an animatronic ride through, mm-hmm. then you need a better story. But you're not there for the story. You're there for the thrill of going upside down at 58 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Well, and let's talk a little bit too, because as much as I'm kind of giving you know Aerosmith and and Steven Tyler a hard time on their acting skills. Steven Tyler and Joe Perry love this attraction. I mean, they still to this day, when they're in Central Florida, go over and check on... I mean, just last year, Steven Tyler was there riding this attraction. And on opening day, one of the coolest things they had was they had a um, a grand opening, and it was a special invitation-only event, right? And so Aerosmith comes, they were the host, and only if you were invited, and you got to have a dinner with but the open bar, drinks and everything, and then afterwards... You got to go ride the attraction with one of the Aerosmith uh, band members. So they would ride it, and so they would have the photo and stuff like that. And there was an artist there that did paintings. His name was Denny Dent, and he did paintings of all five members of Aerosmith at the grand opening, right? Mm-hmm. And supposedly those five paintings are hanging in different executives' offices around Disney. Really? Yeah. So we don't know where they are. Or which executives okay. have these paintings, but uh, but it's there, and also you can see a picture of that grand opening ceremony, uh, the party and everything on the as you exit the attraction. So it's right there as you exit. There's a there's a big picture there, so you can check it out next time you're uh, getting I off wonder, this ride. I wonder if those paintings are owned by Disney Core, so the executives when they leave that the paintings have to stay, or did these executives find a home for them when they left? Maybe I don't know. Maybe they auctioned them. I would say Disney probably owns those paintings. They say they probably yeah. commit. I say they probably commission the artists to come in sure. on that day and do the paintings, and they they have the rights to them and own them and stuff like that. So I, you know, I got to give Steven Tyler and them credit that look twenty years later, twenty one years later, they're still invested in this attraction. And oh look, 
Yeah. Aerosmith is an amazing band. I mean, there's people out there that are going to hate on them. That's fine. But in my opinion, I think Aerosmith is a an incredible group, incredible entertainers. Um, out of all the rock bands, you know, besides maybe throwing Kiss in there, that to me that that was probably a perfect fit. Yeah, you know, they. I mean, there's not too many bands that last forty years. Right. I mean, they went through right. lulls and stuff, but they. I mean, mm-hmm. overall, they they were a massive, massive attraction in the. 70s, 80s, kind of took the early 90s off, then you know kicked in with Armageddon, and then just have gone off since then. Um, so they're they're just they're huge. Do you are you guys fans of SpongeBob? Yeah, I love SpongeBob. Okay, so you know you know Mermaid Man and um, or was it Mermaid Boy and yeah? Do you know who you're, talking, you're, you're talking about the cartoon person? that they watch? Yes, but they have actually met him, and they've moved right, right. the old folks home and met him, and yeah. they still are these old people. And that's that's a lot how I picture Aerosmith now. They're just these old guys that are just all <laughs> crinkled up and just jamming on the stage. But you know, they they still kind of rock it, man. They still got it. Uh, the one thing too is, look, we gotta we're gonna tread lightly around this topic, but there's been some changes over the years. Um, there were some hand gestures that were taken out of the pre-show, and they've made sure to uh, to not include those. And look, if you are interested in figuring out what those are, that's on you. You can go back and, and do the research on that and figure it out. Um, but it's funny that they stayed in as long as they did. Disney did not become a... a, a, a uh, they really didn't pay that close attention for about the first 15 years this attraction was going. You th- What was it? Social media that made it? Yeah, like, big time. Okay, guys. Yep. yep. Let's let's get rid of it. Is mm-hmm. that okay? Yeah, the availability I, to share photos and opinions over sure. a large scale is, uh, yeah. and then you have a Disney community who look any type of new thing like that. We all grasp it and go, wow, you know, and then it gets shared, 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 shared. So sure, yeah, sure. okay. All Back right. in the good old days when you used the cameras and went click, right, <laughs> right. You had no idea if your pictures came out or not. You know, you 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 take them over to a Rite Aid and get your pictures back, and you had three that worked out the whole thing. So. Yeah, the good old days. Um, look, let's let's move on to the to the attraction, uh, Mike. When you enter the the walkthrough and you have the, you're kind of uh, in a little barricaded area with a fence over you and on the side of you, and you're walking down to go through and and, and board the attraction. You get your first glimpse at the amazing uh, ride vehicles that you're about to you're about to take off on. <coughs> Not only do you get that, but you get the screaming. Because as soon as you get through that door, now you can finally hear people that have just recently taken off and are screaming in sheer terror because they've just been blasted. Um, <clears throat> I'm surprised they don't have a turnaround chicken point at that spot particular there. You know, kind of like, oh, maybe I'll just chicken out and get off the ride now. Because for someone who hasn't experienced it, it's fun to walk through there and see the first reaction on people's face when they hear people with the terrifying scream as they're being catapulted through that first leg of the track. Um, I know the first time I brought the girls through there, I'm like, oh, if, if we can get through this point, we'll be good. And uh, and you can see that car just kind of lines up on that track and is ready to go, and then the screams take off. So uh, that's my first impression when you get into that gate garage looking area. There's nothing worse than hyping your kid up for six months to ride this ride. <laughs> and, and he's got him committed. He's going to do it. I'm going to be brave, Dad. We're going to do it. And you get to that point, and all of a sudden you hear grown men or grown women, and he's looking at me, and I'm like, dude, it's not that bad. And he's and they're like, you're lying to me, Dad. You're lying to me. So that that is kind of a, um, I, I don't know, I, I find incredible humor with that. I You know, the thing is, is I love it when somebody is experiencing honest, fun, 
um, exhilarating terror. You know what I mean? Besides me on Tower of mm-hmm. Terror. Because yeah. because it's safe. Because it's such a short, what is it, four seconds? Is it a four-second launch, if that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's two and a half. And then yeah, it's two done. Two and a half seconds. Yeah. You get five I mean, Gs And then you're there. Then you're at yeah. your speed, and you can just buckle up and, and enjoy the ride. So, I don't know. It's it's uh, It's good. It's a good layout. And the cool part is, look, these are awesome ride vehicles because it does play back into the story where they order the super stretch. And you do get these super stretch limits from the front. They look like a Cadillac, um, you know, old, old 60s Cadillac. And, and, and then you get these things and they are massive. I mean, it is a looks like a stretch limo. The one thing I like, and I had never known this until uh, a couple months ago, I was kind of just browsing through stuff and figure this out. It's have you ever paid attention to the license plates that are on each car? Mm hmm. Very, very cool license plates. Yeah, they got uh, quite a few. Uh, they'd be cool if I had a fast car, too. They, they have some that are like uh, Bye Bye, and they have uh, You Go Babe, uh, Hate Traffic, uh, One Quick Limo, and Too Fast for You. Yeah, and the, the awesome part is now when you walk on the attraction, before you even get there, you're going to be able to know just by listening to the show what Aerosmith song you're going to be listening to because the One Quick Limo has Nine Lives, their song Nine Lives. You Go Babe is Love in an Elevator and Walk This Way. Uh, bye bye is young lust fine and love in an elevator uh hate traffic is back in the saddle and dude looks like a lady and then too fast for you is sweet emotion so depending on which uh car you're in that's what aerosmith music you're gonna be rocking to as you go through uh through this attraction that's incredible i didn't know that so that's that's a great bomb of knowledge yeah you could blow people's mind and just tell them in line like hey you're gonna be riding on uh you know you're gonna have sweet emotion jamming in your ear like, huh? No, I would be the guy going, I got something pointed to say, and I'm going to blow your mind, but I got to pull it off the internet quick. <laughs> Hold on. because I <laughs> Let me get back to our show I'll, we recorded. And here. I'll have no signal, right, and right. I'm going to want to tell them. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just kind of, you know, it, it, it was the thought. It was the thought. I, I um, love it. Um, let's let's talk about the attraction itself. Look, it's, it is not a very long attraction. I mean, it is quick and to the point, Mike, you mentioned the, the takeoff. Uh, there's nothing better than that countdown. All right, Aerosmith has taken the stage. Whoa, check out Steven Tyler's hat. Okay, L.A., crank it up, because we're getting ready to rock on this exclusive live broadcast. We're only just getting started. Dude, when you shoot out of the gates and you are going and you are in 57 miles per hour in 2.8 seconds, you got five G's that you're getting uh, as you go through the loops. The first time you ride it, were you a bit like, wow, this is even faster than I thought? Because there's only one attraction faster on Walt Disney property, and that's Test Track. So this is the second fastest attraction on Walt Disney property. Well, I don't even think it's the speed as much as the G's that you're pulling when especially because yes, you're you're feeling the G's on the uh the takeoff. Well, it's it well, first of all, your acceleration is much faster than fast track or um test track. Oh, big time, yeah. And 
Um, then you got, you know, then you have what the loops, you got the screws, you know, the, the cork screws, which we'll, you know, we can talk about. Um, but all those play a, you know, a, a G force, you know, there's a gravitational force that's in, and pushed back on you while you're doing it. And, um, man, that, that all just plays in magically, you know, cause when you're sitting in the cart itself I mean, and you have, and this is right from Disney's, um, website, state of the art sound, super stretched limo is decked out with 125 speakers, 24 subwoofers and 32,000 watt audio system. Look, the music is absolutely blaring in your ears as you are running. And that, to me, that's how I like exhilaration. Mm -hmm. I like when, when I'm on the bike or I'm on the motorcycle. I love the music loud in my ears, and I'm just one with the road. And Ooh, well... Rachel, if you're listening to that, forget that. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it's that's how I like that's how I like it. And this is uh, there's no exception here because it is a great, it is a good sound system for a roller coaster, guys. You can't you can't dispute that. The soundtrack makes that such as I mean, it being a smooth ride to begin with, but having that sweet music behind you just really adds the element to that. Uh, I think if you added a lot more music to some of the other roller coasters, it would bring it to a whole other element. But I think that's what's special about that ride is because the soundtrack behind it is just really, really cool. It's perfect. It's it's the perfect addition to make this Aerosmith's rock and roller coaster. I mean, it it really is the like you said, Jay. It gets you pumped up. Like you, you would already be pumped up to ride this because you know you're about to be on a roller coaster. You're going upside down, right. doing all the things you're talking about. But it gets you pumped up. It's almost like getting in the gym. You know what I mean? You put that music on. You're like, all right, I'm going to get a pump on now. Same thing with this man. It builds that anticipation, the whole the whole countdown, and then as you're going through, it makes you smile. This is oh, probably yeah. one of my favorite attractions to look at other people's ride photos because yep. it's absolutely incredible. Well, when you go back to the music, I mean, life is music, especially when you got a good beat. Let, let's use um, let's use Space Mountain as an example. Could you imagine if they had an incredible soundtrack with that? Oh, I know. Yeah, it would be a whole different ride. Mm -hmm. Hold it. In fact, I heard. Uh, did you get a chance during the Christmas time? They had the Jingle Bells Rock something yep. going on. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think the audio was as good as you know with no. the speakers right in your ear, but. You know, it had to add a element to the ride where it's like, woo, because the, you got the beats going on with uh, the, the the curves. I mean, it's a whole different ride concept then. Well, so I got to ride um, the Star Wars overlay at Space Mountain in Disneyland okay. before they took it out. Mm -hmm. Dude, having that Star Wars music as you're going through this was incredible. Sure. I mean, it, it made it a completely different attraction. I mean, so much, so much fun, so much better. Uh, you know, with the pew pews going off around you, yeah, uh, yeah. really, really good stuff, man. Really, really good. The, this this ride for me is is great, but I don't know if it's perfect. And that brings us to talking about our next topic. Something real fun. We'll get into. Not gonna spend a ton of time on it, but uh, guys, you know, if you didn't have Aerosmith, if Aerosmith wasn't the core component to this attraction. It's just a roller coaster. There's no music. It's just an indoor roller coaster. And you could place any overlay. You could place anything you wanted to to kind of take the place of Aerosmith. What are you guys going to do? Well, originally I had it all laid out, guys, and I changed my mind right before um, right before we started talking about music. Uh, my original one was uh, where, where Aerosmith was at. I wanted it to be Boba Fett's, or not Boba Fett, I wanted it to be Jabba the Hutt's Lair. Completely oh, turned cool. into a with their music and everything, and you are part, and you are a smuggler, 
and you are um, you need to get get out of there quick because we wronged Jabba the Hutt. And uh, we actually go on a ride attraction. We have uh, a zip into space or whatever, and it actually would land um, land off planet uh, in, a, in a different area, right? But I changed my mind, guys, and I thought, what a fun, fun concept if we made it a Wizard of Oz one. Could you imagine if we were black and white when we started it and the tornado, which would be the attraction with, uh, oh, what's her name on the bike? You know, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, Dorothy? Um, yeah. Oh, the Wicked Witch? No, 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 no. The Wicked Witch, <clears throat> yeah, before. Yeah. and What was her know, name? The Wicked, and then, um, I don't know, matter. the hag yeah. that yeah. turns into yeah. the witch. Yeah, she was the, the I don't she know, the chicken mean. lady. She was a mean old... Um, anyways... <laughs> Uh, but then uh, when we land, uh, we actually land. How fun would it have been to land in the uh, the Oz? All, all I can picture is like the, the great movie ride Oz. Yeah, where you actually land your land uh, your roller coaster right into that area. How how fun would that have been? So yeah, I think that would have been a great great attraction. I'd just go with the Wizard of Oz. I love it. I love it. Mike, how about you, bud? Well, I want to keep it with the rock and roll theme, but I was thought about what could you do with this band or that band. But I thought I want to do like a history of rock, and I would keep it with some of the best little soundtracks from some of some amazing groups stuff from like the rolling stones metallica acdc kind of like that that pump up music you would get if you're going to a football game uh those little little tracks and sound bites i would have so i would keep it rock and roll and i would add fire to it uh, as you're going through those loops i would want to have some fire going on the side and just keep it a total metal rock and roll kind of a usa heavy metal american pie kind of rock and roll roller coaster I was going to go music. Too. I love that. I was going to go music, too, and I changed my mind. I was going to go Yanni um, for a little while, <laughs> and then uh, I changed my mind. No, I'm going to keep it. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take it Disney, actually. I'm going to take it Disney Pixar, and I think, you know, what we all talked about, you know, you guys have had the opportunity to ride this with your kids, right? And mm-hmm. they go in, they're, they're kind of scared at first. It's unfamiliar. They don't know who Aerosmith is. You know, it's just completely out there. Um, I'm going to make this a Cars Roller coaster. Okay. All right. And I'm going to make this to where you still have that amazing soundtrack. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. like a rock soundtrack, but you get those familiar faces as you're going through the ride, like with Mater and with the, you know, all, all those amazing, amazing uh, characters, Luigi, that you meet throughout the, the different movies. Because for me, the one thing Disneyland has that Disney World doesn't is Radio Springs Racers. And it's the perfect attraction. I think it's the perfect Disney attraction. It's thrill, it is story, it's familiar for kids, and I think if you bring that to a thrill ride, you're going to be more likely to get families on as a whole when before you maybe weren't able to. I, um, I, I, I'm looking, really looking forward to uh, experiencing that Radiator Springs um, over there in Disneyland. Yeah, dude, it's amazing. The, uh, but I oh. do like uh, when you mention, like... The flashes of of characters throughout the attraction. Uh, it's almost like the roller coaster. You know, I I envision I'm envisioning the uh, your attraction, Justin. Kind of like we're having a dream and we're actually whipping through our dream, mm-hmm. and then flashes of of these people that we know are familiar that that we can emotionally connect with and, and laugh yeah. with, and, and and they're just fleeting fleeting thoughts, you know, in the in the mind. Um, I love it, man. I think it'd be great. Now let me ask you this: Where would it land? I mean, what would what would your exit be as you're as you're pulling out? You know, like mine would have been like the yellow brick road. Oh, I think and, and yeah, I think you pull into like um, either the gas station or you pull into um, like Luigi's tire shop, and he's like, "Oh, we got to get okay. you fixed up." After that, you know, you've worn all your tires out and sure. doing something of that nature. I, I I just think 
The one thing that Aerosmith Rock and Roller Coaster could use is a little bit of an overhaul inside for me. As you race by the billboards, it's so fast and they're just kind of painted with black light. You know, like they mm-hmm. I just don't think like put those billboards in there but have them neon, have them flashing, have different, you know, like make it to where it's more of like a ride through Vegas than a ride through um, Charleston during quarantine. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, sure. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, make it bright. Make it fun. You know, I understand you don't really want to be able to see what you're doing next. But even with that, it's moving so fast. You're not going to. You're going to be paying attention well, to the they lights. Can, they can angle. They yeah. have. Well, look at your stoplights. See, our stoplights have the angle down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's only visible when you're up to the stoplight. They could do that. They could put, I mean, a piece of plywood just to angle it down. Yeah. I mean, so you can't, you know, so your line of sight is exactly where they, where they want you to be. Yeah. But it's a good roller coaster, though. Oh, I, now, oh, I 100%. My, next, my question for you guys, is this roller coaster good enough to make the cut? Because in Disney, it's a newer attraction. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are we talking? It's not even 20 years old? Yeah. Um, so it's not like it's an it's not like a nostalgia attraction. It's not like something, and that's some pretty prime area right there, guys. Yeah, uh, does it make the cut? Hmm. Yes, and here's why. I think it fills the void still of having that thrill attraction. Right now, having that roller coaster. Now, right now, yes. Like I think what they did, and I understand for younger kids maybe that love cars, that where you go and you sit down and you see you know, Lightning McQueen, do the racing academy. Mike and I did that, mm-hmm. and we were both, mm-hmm. I fell asleep on his shoulder. I just, I couldn't get into it. <laughs> I know it's not geared for me. You know what I mean? Have you been, I've been over and done that yet in the building next to it? No, and I've seen it. And is it even geared for anybody other than a filler while it, it, all Galaxy's Edge was being built? It would literally only be geared for like, I would say five to seven year old boys okay. and you know girls who love, who love the, cars. Love cars. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> but is cars even that popular with that age group anymore? No, not really. See, that's what I mean. I mean, what, what uh, that's why I think that that's going to go away. I think that was just a temporary They put a lot into cool that though, a, man. You should see yeah, it. Yeah, but but <clears throat> yeah, it was a pretty big a production for what it was with, for a filler. With, with Imagineers, there's a lot of things that Imagineers do where they can flip a switch and completely change it to something else. Yeah. How fun would it be to to um see the uh the racing pods? That'd be cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. How, where they can actually change the theme of it completely. Where okay, let's have some fun. Let's have some cool character interaction from Star Wars. You know, let's. You know, I, I don't know, man. I, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, for me, um, I made that that answer really long. For me, it does make the cut above most other things. There, there's too much other to cut in that park still. If they wanted to, that they that's valuable land. I mean, look, I love the Indiana Jones stunt show. But you talk mm-hmm. about valuable lands right next to Star Tours. I mean, my gosh, that's a massive space you could put in, you know, Everybody something else. Everybody seems to love that. But how come nobody goes to it on, on their second? I haven't been there in years. I haven't been there in 10 I years. I love man. it. 10 years. We I go all the time. love it. Do you? We go all the time. All the time. Kids love it. They love the show. <clears throat> you know why I think the girls like it? Because <clears throat> a lot of the stunt show stuff tends to be gymnastics and that uh, kind okay, of flipping yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And I think they really enjoy watching the, the diving and the flipping, you know, the, the stunt men aspect of it. <clears throat> I think that resonates really well with my girls. Believe it or not, they always ask to go, and it's something that they always love to see. And I think it has something to do with all of the, the back flipping and that whole stunt end of it. Interesting. The choreograph is uh, amazing. And you know what I really loved about this, especially for someone who's never done it? At least they were there, like, for the couple times we were there. 
the personal interaction afterwards where Indiana Jones yeah, yeah. and what's her name, they hung around, they hang yeah. around for pictures and stuff afterwards. That was very personal to me. And I thought, what a classy move for Disney. I'll put a challenge out to my mom. Because uh, when I was young, I got picked to do, younger, I got picked to do where they, you wear the Indiana Jones hat or the Indiana Jones yeah. like jacket. And mm-hmm. she's got that picture somewhere, I'm sure. So I'll have to, I'll have to look into that. But yeah, you know how bad I want to. You know how bad I want to get picked for that show. I know, right? Yeah. Every time I walk in there, I'm looking at her like, hey, pick me, pick me. Um, you know, I got that that chest out strong, hey, and ne- I'm like, hey, I'd next be good time at this. you go, give me a call. I know a guy. Okay. I know, I know a guy. Uh-huh. We'll work this out. You know, we were talking before that uh, I managed to get Laura to go on the ride once and only once. And um, thank goodness I did because with the ride photos, I have an amazing picture of her completely shrieking with her, you know, face pinned back to the back of the seat. And uh, when you do that initial takeoff, that flashes right there and it's got everybody in a great picture. Uh, I love that ride photo. I have quite a few of them in my, you know, my Disney experience that I've that I've been saving for over the years. Uh, that's one of the great ride photos. But you know what? We have a lot of great photos, especially in our Facebook group. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. Justin, why don't you tell me what's your Pick of the Week? I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, my Pick of the Week is I'm going to give it to our good buddy Ryan Leverton and Casey Leverton. Uh, one happy anniversary, he says, second anniversary day, and they finished this Thomas Kincaid puzzle uh, tonight after working on four nights. Uh, beautiful puzzle. I've loved seeing all the pictures of everybody working on the puzzles this week. Uh, my wife, Katie, has rocked out two different puzzles this week. And uh, we epoxy ours if they're Disney puzzles, mm-hmm. and then we hang them. Okay. Uh, they, they, when you come down the stairs, you know, our, we have vaulted ceilings, and, and there's a massive space coming down the stairs. So we're going to hang them there. But everyone's everyone's spending time with family. That's the one thing I've loved is seeing all these pictures of uh, you know people taking a break and, and spending time with the ones they love and doing these Disney puzzles. Certainly have a lot of extra time on our hands, that's for sure. Why don't you go ahead, Mike? <clears throat> all right. Well, I want to wish a happy birthday to Clara, who turned one today. Michaela Altenhoffman posted a picture, and it's her daughter's first birthday. And keeping it Disney with a very cute, beautiful Minnie Mouse cake. And that is my pick of the happy, week. Happy, happy, happy birthday. That is, uh, look, that first birthday. I hope that you did the cake smash right on that uh, right on that Mickey cake or mini cake. And, uh, and that way you had a blast eating it too. Cause man, that's a fun thing when they're one is doing that cake smash and they get to, they get to rock it out. Uh, Jay, how about you, bud? Okay. Um, my pick is going to be Holly and Blankenship. She's a new member of the group and I love it cause she jumped in feet first and was like, you know what? Look, I just started listening to the podcast. I absolutely love it. And, uh, she wanted to share her first time meeting Tinkerbell back in 2018. Uh, she has an unfinished hat on her, uh, leg that she was showing Tinkerbell and, it was fun, and the look, and the look of, uh, you know, look. Even as adults, when you meet those characters for the first time, guys, it's it's almost um, it's almost hard to articulate. And for those of you that, well, everybody that listens to the show that's experienced it knows exactly what I'm talking about. The picture perfect, and I loved it. Thank you, Holly, for sharing that, and welcome to the group. Yeah, welcome oh, to the family. Before you guys, before you guys here go on, let me say this. And thank you for everybody that gave her a warm welcome. Every time somebody comes in the group, man, we've got an amazing, amazing Facebook family that is just so warm and inviting and welcoming and complimentary, and I love it. Thank you guys for being incredible, incredible people. 
yeah, I, I had an honorable mention real quick. I want to jump in with. Uh, we got to give a shout out to our friend Jenna Ramey, uh, amazing friend. She did a Disney Bound challenge um, for the month of March, and she did the entire month. And she posted the challenge, and I mean, it started with Mickey and Friends and ended with a character you relate to. Um, and each one she did, and dude, that's dedication. And uh, she absolutely rocked it, man. Every single day, rocking Rapunzel onward. Roger Rabbit, I absolutely love. It's probably my favorite, one of my favorites that she did. Belle, uh, so many great characters. So she, uh, Jenna, that, that's that's awesome, man. I love it. You got the only thing is now you got to pack all that stuff for your next Disney trip. So now you can just change every day. <laughs> hey, can I tell a really quick story real fast? Uh, just absolutely. came to mind. And I'm sure some of you have met this lady. Um, she travels just her and her mom. They do like eight to ten cruises a year, right? She's from Japan, um, and she does Disney bounding. But she does it like professionally. I mean, like completely pre- professionally. She was on our Panama Canal cruise, 14 nights. She brought 46 different outfits. Wait, wait. Jenna's mom was on no, 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 no. This, this other, this oh, other, okay. this other girl. Um, she's from Japan and everything, and she okay. she brought 46 different outfits, and they're not just like like you know, kind of looking like it. It's a legit, like sewn, made from hand. Like with when Minnie wore her uh, Sailor Minnie dress, she had the same Sailor Minnie dress, and she would take pictures of the character. It was incredible. Okay. Like she, it was almost as cool to see her as it was to see some of the some of the characters on board. Yeah. Like everyone was like, and then so we hadn't seen her in years. We went to Moonlight Magic. Uh, what last year, Katie and I, if you remember, um, just you know, a couple months ago, whenever they had that fun stuff. Um, and she was there. She was at Moonlight Magic, and she had outfits there. And we did it at Blizzard or at Typhoon Lagoon. And she still was just nice. changing. She wasn't getting in the water. She was just changing. I I think that's cool. That's loving Disney in your own way. It is. I have absolutely. Um, for those of you that have been in the group for the last couple of years, uh, Jenna Ramey does this every single year. Do you guys remember last year's? Mm-hmm. Uh, she did a thirty day, and I believe the year before that she posted too. So. Man, you want to talk about dedication? Wow! And uh, um, yeah, good, good on her because uh, look, she shares it with the group, and it's just it's it, how fun, how fun. A lot more, a lot more. Um, geez, what is the word? You know what? I don't know. <laughs> it's all right. It's just words. Speechless. It's just words. I, I think. I think. I'm. I think. I'm. I'm losing my mind. I, I can't even come up with words anymore. You, we don't. We don't think we know. We love the Ramies, man. They're they're great. Yeah, they're, they're great. Great family, absolutely. Um, yo, you got one. Go ahead. Yeah, I have an honorable mention. Uh, Kristen Costaria had Maddie's first Mickey bar. You can't do a pick of the week and not have a Mickey bar on there. We're all missing them. Uh, she's loving it. She's enjoying it, and I love Mickey bars too. Great one on you for having your first Mickey bar. Yes, yes, yes. First of many. Yeah. And wait till you have one in the parks too. Yes. Oh. oh. <laughs> First of oh. many. Justin, why don't you tell our Disney family how they can get their own pick of the week? Yeah, I tell you what. Look, if you haven't done it yet, the best thing you can do right now is pick up your phone, go to your computer, jump on Facebook, check out the Disney Dads Podcast family on Facebook. This is where we get all of our photos. We get uh, to know all these amazing families that we talk about all the time because this is what it's about. This is a big, positive Disney family. And in these times, what we're going through right now, uh, that's what we need. We need more positivity. We need more uh, fun stuff and fun pictures and, and, and uplifting pictures pictures to look at so go over and join us there because we look forward to getting to know your family uh uh, as much as as much as you know all these others we want we want you to be a part of this facebook family so go do it also while you're doing it while you have your phone in your hand 
Go to that iTunes app. Do us a huge favor. Throw us five stars. Leave a comment if you like the show, if you're enjoying what we're doing. Uh, all it does is help us not only grow the show, but it also helps us to reach more and more and more people that maybe didn't know we were out there. Guys, do you guys have any final words here before we can send these amazing people on for the rest of the week so we can get get, get our Patreon started and um, take care of business? Yeah, definitely. I, let me jump in real quick. One, uh, Mike, I'm glad you're doing well. Uh, I hope the girls feel better very, very soon. Um, know you guys. We think about you all the time. We love you guys. And uh, hate that you're going through this, but I'm glad that glad that you're on the mend. And it's good to see your smiling face tonight. Um, you know, we talk every day, but I don't get to see that those pretty pearly white smiling back at me all the time. Um, Disney family, look. I know the parks are closed. I know that right now we can't be in the places that we love. Keep, you know, social distancing. Keep doing your part. Before you know, this will be over, and we're all going to be celebrating it. This is going to be a huge party when this is all done. We're all going to want to get out. We're all going to want to experience the, the parks and, and experience Disney. And uh, But until then, it's nice to know that we have this family. It's nice to know that we can get on here and talk with you guys. And, and, you know, we have the Facebook group where you can chat back with us and, uh, and we can be there for each other. So thank you all for everything you do guys. Thank you guys for being here tonight. I've really, uh, really enjoyed it. Yep. Guys, I just want to say super thank you to uh, everybody who's been reaching out to me for the last week. I mean, obviously, you guys heard that I was going for the test, and obviously, you heard today that I was positive. But um, the last week since the show has dropped, I've been getting a lot of private messages, a lot of emails, and a lot of support. And I really love that, and, uh, and it's great to hear from you guys. And everyone who you know shot me a message or a quick email, I really thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, it's those little things through the day that make you, you know— uh, just kind of get you through the day, you know, because it's been a, it's been a tough couple of days, you know, and uh, we're all, but we'll make it through. And um, hopefully by the time, like I said, when this episode drops, I should be hopefully completely done with it. And uh, hopefully the it'll be behind us and that'll be the end of it. So super thank you to everybody who's been checking up, sending messages and uh, just giving me thoughts and words of encouragement. Yeah, you know, I'm glad. I am so glad that you um, that people are checking in on you. Um, you know, uh, with friends like you who have been sending me motivational videos every day this week, trying to get me over my little hump here. Um, I completely understand exactly what you mean, which is incredible. I mean, what that's right from the heart, right? Right from the heart, um, guys. Listen, we're under Justin. You mentioned, um, you know, we're under quarantine. You know, we're keeping our distance, social distancing, guys. That doesn't mean that um, uh, you know that everybody's your enemy out there. Because man, I'm telling you, <laughs> even at the grocery store tonight, people look are looking at me like like I'm the plague, and I'm like. Look, it's social distancing. Look, keep your humanity even though we're quarantined and and we have social distancing. It's okay to smile at each other, guys. And I know that you guys are the epitome of of what's great in this world. And uh, please let that shine through. Um, Justin, I I am so looking forward to your story, man, because you dropped this on me right before we started recording. So with that, everybody, have an incredible weekend. Um, Have a fun weekend. Make the best out of it. Get caught up on your Disney. Disney Plus. Above all, keep your spirits high. That's going to do it for the free edition of the Disney Dads Podcast. Our Patreon family, stand by because rye, rye, rye. (laughs) Good night, guys. Good night, guys. Good night, fellas. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. 
Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the world... And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.